This is the OTP4D presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. When it comes to your health care coverage, you should be the one to make the call. So call Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been protecting Tennesseans for 75 years. With Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, I am Mike Keith. Titans are 6-3, and three, leading the AFC South. If the playoffs started today, the Titans would be the three seed and would play host to the Buffalo Bills. We're a long way from that. Eight more games to go. <laughs> a lot of work to be done. Fun to say right now. So we throw it out at the top with no needed discussion because it means very little. But I like the juju. It's well, good it's, karma. I mean, it is Just what it is. put it out there. I'm reporting the news. You're reporting All the news. All I'm doing is reporting the news. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. I like it floating in the atmosphere, though. If it was bad, I just wouldn't say it. <laughs> how, Welcome to the that's OTP. That's how it works on the official Titans podcast. The OT people know you're going to get the good stuff here. Yes. All right. So the Titans win over Denver. As advertised, Rep. Brian, they have a great defense. They play it very well. It's unusual with that five-man front. So what they were doing against the Titans is pretty much what they always do. It's not like they were cooking something up for Derrick Henry. I mean, that was just that's how they roll. They're really good, but the Titans find a way to do it. So first down, and Amy Wells gets this one, your play that turned the game. How off the beating path are you going to go being that you get to go first? Zero percent. I'm going to be exactly what everyone expects me to say, I bet. It's the return to sender in the third quarter. It's the the greatest play I've seen in a while. Tannehill to Derrick Henry, back to Ryan Tannehill, down the field to Nick Westbrook, Akine. He runs it in for a touchdown, 63 yards. So great. Gives the Titans the lead. They never lost that lead. And it just brought me so much joy. I love a play like that. And I thought it was the best part of the game. Where I thought you were going is the last play on offense of the first half. Nope. And that is Ryan Tannehill to Nick Westbrook-Akine the first time for nine yards and a touchdown. That drive was so pivotal because he found five different receivers. They're trailing 10 nothing. They go into the half trailing 10-7, not 10 to nothing because Denver elected to defer their option to the second half and had the ball to begin the third quarter. That could have been a hole that you couldn't climb out of because it felt that way. Is that yours? That's mine. All right, so let's hear them both. Here are the two Tannehill to Westbrook Akine hookups. Moving people around. Tannehill takes the snap, looks, fires left corner of the end zone. It's caught by Westbrook Akine. Is he in? He is. Touchdown, Titans! Nick Westbrook-Akine holds her in with 12 seconds to go, and the Titans have a strong heartbeat. Much set of three receivers to the right. Going to give Henry a turn. He pitches it back to Tannehill. He throws deep right side. There's Westbrook-Akine, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, in zone. Touchdown, Titans! Return to sender. <laughs> Yo, yes, yes. Oh, that's hell yes. I want to go back for just a second to the return to sender, which some people call a flea flicker. Yeah, that's not as good as return to sender. Well, especially because we're in Tennessee and that's Elvis. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, I never made that connection. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, the running back returns it. 
to the center. To the yeah, center. no, yes. I have always thought it's that was very nice. It's the best I've ever seen that play run, ever. Ever. It was perfection. Watch football for however many years. It's the best I've ever – because normally that play has hiccups. Normally the guy takes the handoff and he's trying to give it back to the quarterback too quickly. He doesn't take a step forward to sell it. Normally the quarterback juggles the ball when he gets it back. Normally the quarterback looks at the first receiver and he's covered or he ends up throwing it into a crowd and it's incomplete. Or even if the guy's open, it's underthrown or something. This was perfect handoff to Derrick Henry. Step forward, stop, turn, pitch back to Tannehill, perfectly grabbed by Tannehill, looks at Westbrook Akine, throws perfectly, and then Nick, a great run, makes a mm-hmm. defender miss to get into the end zone. It was exactly what this team needed. I will say it again. It's the best return to sender I have ever seen. You're right. That play is normally disjointed. It always It was is. fluid. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was fluid. It was almost like it happened with just one. Well, it's almost like there was no defense out there. Yeah. It was like they were running it in practice. Well, the defense bit perfectly. They completely went in a different direction. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. were entirely faked out. And so they were able to run the play. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And NWI to make the defender miss at about the 10-yard line, that was a good move. Yeah, it was. Well, the other part of it, too, is the Titans were going to have a hard time driving the ball on that defense over and over and over again. They're really good. I mean, the, the Broncos' defense is really, really good. That looks like one of those Baltimore or Pittsburgh defenses from – Years gone by. I mean, they, I understand when I was reading their scores and they've got an 11 to 10 score and a 16 to 9 and a 16 to 10. I mean, every score seemingly is like that. You're like, okay, I get it. I mean, you you could play good offense against them, really good offense, and still have a really hard time. They were without one of their starting safeties and Baron Browning at outside linebacker. And they traded Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Their best pass rusher, well, which I was very glad that they did. Oh, it was delightful to I see will him say this, else. though, because you've hit your two there, and the other one was the first half touchdown pass to Nick Westbrook-Akine. I think that was the bigger play because the Titans are down. Mm-hmm. They're inside the 20. They've got third and goal at the nine. Settling for three is okay. But then the Broncos' defense has won again in the red zone where they're the best in the league. You score a touchdown, you take momentum into halftime, and you do it because Nick wins. Yeah, that was the whole thing. You needed somebody to win badly. Austin Hooper did it a couple times in the second half. Derrick Henry did it on a couple of runs. But, man, at a certain point, you, it's not about scheme. It's not about coaching. It's not about this. It's not about that. It's about you've just got to win, and NWI won. And you said it on the broadcast, actually, but in the first half, the score wasn't separated by much. It felt like a giant chasm to try and <laughs> dig out of. It felt like the Titans were in a much bigger hole than the numbers would indicate because the momentum was so far in the direction of the Denver Broncos. So you're 100% right that that play really generated the momentum this team needed, got some much-needed points on the board to kind of close that gap, and the Titans were rolling in the second half. And They did. For my play that turned the game, you could go with – Several different quarterback sacks. You could go with Dylan Cole's quarterback sack early in the fourth quarter, which I think was a 
was a huge factor. You could look at what happened certainly on the very last drive where Rashad Weaver has the sack and the fumble that I still don't understand how Sam Okawanu didn't recover. I think it bounced off his arm. Still. Yeah. You could go with a Tannehill to a Conquo for 41, 41 yards, yards to set up for the, the field goal. Three there, were, there were several big plays in the game, undoubtedly. Sacking Russell Wilson six times was really impressive. <laughs> so second down, Rhett, you get the first crack at this. Second down, the stat that grabbed your attention. Let's go with the pass rush because it's not six quarterbacks I'm mentioning, but per pro football focus, you know how many quarterback pressures there were in that game for the Titans defense yesterday? 40. 40. And they threw 42 passes. Danico Autry had 10. Rashad Weaver had 8. Mario Edwards Jr. had 6. Demarcus Walker had 5 and a host of others behind them. 40. They got pressure. Amazing. Without Big Jeff. Without Big Jeff. Without Bud Dupree. Wow. Yeah. Pretty strong stuff. Amy Wells? Mine was that the Tennessee Titans had 63 total rushing yards in the whole game. That was interesting to me because, A, that is not typical of what we've seen from this offense in the last couple of weeks. And honestly, that's not typically how the Titans win a ball game. However, they were able to find some other options. They were able to have more of a, more of a balanced offensive attack and ultimately ended up winning the game. Are there things that need to be changed? Sure. But it was a little more balanced wasn't as run heavy, and the Titans were still able to get it done. Mine is Nick Westbrook-Akine, five catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. I love running the ball. (laughs) If we could run the ball on every play and win, I would be so happy. I love that. I grew up with that kind of football. That's what I believe in, yada, yada. The Tennessee Titans are not going anywhere if they can't throw the football. I don't, I don't think they would even end up winning the AFC South this year, even with the advantage they have. The passing game has to improve. Yesterday, the passing game improved. It improved dramatically. You had a 100-yard receiver who caught two touchdown passes. You had Austin Hooper, 5 for 41. Traylon Burks back in there, 3 for 24. Akakwa with the catch for 41. That's what has to happen because eventually – Somebody's going to stop Derrick Henry. Well, it happened yesterday, particularly in the first half. You've got to get the pass game going. The Titans have not had that sort of answer. Obviously, with Malik in there at quarterback, Willis was not going to be allowed to throw as much, and so I understand that. But I'm talking about all the way back to October when they were winning games. The passing game had to come on, and it's got to continue to come on because there are so many opportunities. Yesterday, the Titans took advantage of those opportunities, which on top of what they're doing on defense, on top of what they're doing on special teams, on top of what they're doing with the run game, sort of that, not background, but the foundation that they have right now and what they're playing to in winning six of the last seven. If you add a real-life passing game to that, I think suddenly the Titans become very, very interesting down the stretch, and possibly into January as a contender. You've got to be complete to be a contender. That was more of a complete offense in the last 32 minutes of the ball game. Agreed. You'll give me that? I'll give you that, Mike. I will, too. I'm fired up. You know what up. I'll give you? I'll give you Duncan Rewards. Yeah? That's what I'll give you. Because it's halftime. Because it's halftime of the OTP 4D. Duncan Rewards. These rewards, well, you can really use them. No, really. Use them on free donuts, coffees, and breakfast sandwiches. Use them for 
Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> Sounds good. You can give them to people that you love. You can give them to people that you're trying to butter up. You can give them to people that you're trying to get to do something for you. All these and we're free in the items. season of giving. We're in the season of giving, even if it benefits you. <laughs> Use your Duncan rewards. Save them, stack them, use them however you want. America runs on Duncan. Going to need some Duncan Friday when we mm. cut the OTP 4D. Yeah. Coming back from the old Green Bay trip. I think I'm running on Duncan all week. Yep. You guys. We are we are yep. running on Duncan. All week long. Yes. Highly caffeinated. Yes. It's time for third down. And we love third down here on the OTP. Actually, I would have to say it is my favorite of the downs. Is it really? It probably is because I'm so interested to hear where you're going. Third down, area where the Titans must improve from yesterday. Amy gets to go first again. How is that? Well, I don't make the rules. I just play the game, Mike. All right. My area where the Titans must improve is dropped balls. Oh. For the love. I'm telling you what. Stop dropping balls. I don't know how many drops the Tennessee Titans had because I'm a lazy journalist. I don't know that number. It's just too many. Yeah, yeah, the number is too many. And when you're trying to generate a passing game like the Titans are really trying to get going, when you're trying to have that balanced offensive attack that we were just talking about, you have to catch the ball in your hands and hang on to it. That's like one of the top five most important things about football is catching the ball and hanging on to it. And it, it just it just is so deflating when you have all those drops. I had, so stop it. I had four legitimate drops. Now, people score them different ways. But I had four balls that I thought that could have been caught. Tannehill threw for 255. If those four passes are caught, he's at about 325. Yep. And suddenly, he's 23 of 36 for roughly 325. I mean, he played a really good ball game. But I, it's a great point. I mean, you you can't do that especially when you're trying to sort of get that engine going and they're contagious right it it just is it's one of those weird things picks are contagious they always come in bunches same thing with drops when one person gets the drops it feels like everybody has the drops and it just it destroys any sort of momentum that you have Rhett Bryan, area where the Titans must improve from yesterday. I'm going to keep harping on this, and, and it's third down. I mean, they have, they were 6 of 16 yesterday, and thank the good Lord, that's all they needed. But you had nine in the last three games prior to the Denver game yesterday. You're starting to see it head back in the right direction, and, and I think that's with Ryan Tannehill coming back into the things, that will help. But you've got to have third down conversions to go with what you're talking about, Mike, and in the passing game improving for, you know, needing this in the stretch run, getting into the, the most important months of the season. Yeah, they they were five of their last nine. So you make the point they were going in the right direction because they were just one of seven to begin. But, yeah, I mean, they, they need to be over 40% consistently. Would I like 45? Yes. But they've got to be over 40% in third down conversions because their defensive ratio is just fantastic. Right. I mean, they are so good. I've got two here that I'm going to throw at you. Mm, mm, Those aren't the rules. Those aren't the rules, but I (laughs) I think you'll be interested in one for sure. First of all, it's time of possession. They only had it for 26.03, coming off the Kansas City game where they only had it for 26 minutes, and that game was 68 minutes long. (laughs) Come on. Got to help the defense. Fellas, fellas, stay on the field. Convert the third downs. Let's let's do better. Stop the drops. Stop the drops. Yep. I mean, it all ties in together. 
The other one, and I think you'll give me this without hating on me, the Titans are 14 out of 17 this year in allowing fourth down conversions. Two of three yesterday. Yeah. So they've been so good on third down, and yet they're giving up over 80% conversions on fourth down. Wild. It's so wild. It is so strange. Yeah. And I I mean, I know some of them are fourth and one, and some of them are situations where you're saying, okay, we might get like the Russell Wilson run on fourth and five. They played good defense. They weren't giving up the long pass, which is what you needed, but they did give up the run, you know? So you're like, you've done this to this point to get them to fourth down, get off the field. That's a good one. And, I'll it, give it and to it's you. hard to criticize anything involved with defense right now because, especially with who they're playing with, it's fantastic. And that's why I say some of this, as of late, you can, I think you can point to Jeff Simmons and the ankle that he's had because how many times have we seen him do things to, like, there was a couple of occasions yesterday I thought if Jeff was in there, he might have walled this thing off with his guy. And I hope he can play Thursday night. Golly, they yes, need please. He will oh, have had man. 11 days off, and then he'll have 10 days to the next game, to the Cincinnati game. So you're hoping that some of the guys who didn't play would have a chance to play in this game. Uh, because, man, they are, especially on defense, they are short, short, short on folks. Yeah. I mean, they yes. were down to six defensive backs. The six defensive backs they had on the field at the end of the game, that was it. That's all they got. That's all they had. Yep. Like you said, Andrew Adams, you thought he signed the Constitution. Well, I made the point. (laughs) That was funny yesterday. Well, the point I made is I think John Robinson has been amazing, and his staff, his pro staff, and his college staff, but especially his pro staff. I mean, I, I knew who Terrence Mitchell was because we'd played against him a bunch. And Terrence Mitchell is a quality NFL player. He's not a guy who's gotten just a wild bunch of attention but he's a guy that you admire so that's a nice NFL player he's had a he's had a nice career I knew who he was I didn't know who Andrew Adams was now that's on me probably because but but he'd also been with the Giants and he'd been with the Bucks and we don't see them a lot Mm -hmm. and he was kind of a down the line player for them so I said yeah I mean if you'd have told me before the season Andrew Adams is either a safety in the NFL in his seventh year or he's one of the guys who originally signed the Constitution, I would have gone with B. Yeah. He was at Independence Hall. Yeah, yeah. he was one of the guys. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, so for John Robinson to go find these guys that fit these roles, Andrew Adams has played super football considering he has come in in the way he does. Terrence Mitchell with the game-sealing interception. Well, yeah, but, I mean, and he has eight, eight tackles, and Andrew Adams has seven tackles, and – Terrence Mitchell also has three pass breakups. He played a great game. I mean, just, I mean, for the situation he's in, and the hope until either yesterday morning or late Saturday, and I don't know when it changed, the hope was that Christian Fulton was going to play. Yep. And so for him to get the word either Saturday night or Sunday, you're starting, and then to do the job he did, I mean, because that's not easy to do. I mean, we all like, in whatever our jobs are, we love for our roles to be defined. Yes. That's the easiest thing. Amy, today we need you to do X, Y, and Z, and you're like, great. Let's do it. Maybe you don't love X, Y, and Z, but at least you know what it is and you can go execute that. These guys are week to week. They're like, okay, this week you're going to play nickel. This week you're going to start at safety. This week you're going to be the sixth defensive back. This week you might be inactive. Okay. Okay. That's a pro, man. 
Mm-hmm. And for John to be able to find pros like that, like those guys in the defensive line too, you know, and, and that has been really the untold story, in my opinion, of the season is for whatever the injuries have been at linebacker in the secondary, that defensive line has continued to produce up and down the line. Well, I talked to uh, Demarcus Walker about it yesterday after the game. You were not anticipating that you would get the opportunities that you were getting this season, just point blank. There are a lot of guys on that line who are getting opportunities that they were not anticipating having in that group, and yet here they go, and they continue to be the backbone of the defense, and they continue to rise and meet whatever the occasion is. And it's a lot of guys that, I mean – are not the star power names that the Tennessee Titans had and we're really excited about. But, man, they just keep showing up. And he, more than anything, he goes, well, thank you. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, a, it was a oh, great you're answer. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you're you don't welcome. usually start you're with welcome. that, do you? Yeah, no. What, what I was expecting was, yeah, man, we play really hard. And he was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Appreciate you. Yeah, sure. He's a very friendly man. But it really is amazing, the depth and the – way that everybody in that group is able to just perform no matter what the circumstances. To your point, Amy, Naquan Jones, he's inactive for a couple of games. Yeah. Had a quarterback sack yesterday. Yep. I mean, this is just they just come in there and, and the, the acquisition of Demarcus Walker and Mario Edwards Jr. It's huge. Those guys are playing their rear ends off. Well they saw Demarcus Walker as a player a little bit like Danico Autry that could line up up and down the defensive line. Yeah. And part of what happened to him when Den- Denver drafted him in the second round. Right. Mm-hmm. He was a big deal. He was a big deal coming out of college. We had him on some of our lists in preparing for draft coverage as a guy who might go in the first round. And there are always those guys who, you know, you we generally have 50 people we think that could go in the first round. And they obviously don't all, but we're, we prepare for them. I look back at my list and we had him in the 2017 draft, is a guy who might go late in the first round. He he goes to Denver, and they decide to make a, a stand-up outside linebacker out of him after he's never really done that. Not his bag. No, no, not at all. And so then that group of Denver coaches go away. The next coach, the next coaches come in, and they put him back doing what he does. But the benefit is because he played the stand-up outside linebacker and he was asked to do a lot of things. That's become his niche. He's figured out how to do all sorts of things like Danico Autry. I mean, you look at Danico, he's lined up over the center at one point and then right before they get ready to snap it, he moves outside and does all this crazy stuff. Man, he's so good. He's well, great. And Mike DeMarcus Walker also was brought in because he's so good against the run and run fits, but he can drop back in coverage yeah. and has done a great job yeah. in that area too. And rush the passer. And that that has just been a, a fantastic group. So did we finish that topic? I don't know. I get to talking about something. I think that was just the third down. I think we have one more down. We to have go. one more down? Yeah. On do? my my little counter. On your stick. counter? Good. <laughs> we are on fourth down. Rep Brian, your player of the game. The answer might be obvious if you're going offense, but I'm going defense, and my player of the game is Demarcus Walker. Wow. And the reason I say this, 44 snaps, Mike. He played 55% of the defensive snaps yesterday, one snap on special teams, three tackles, one-and-a-half quarterback sacks, three hits on quarterbacks, five quarterback pressures, all three-and-a-half of his season quarterback 
sacks for the Titans have come in the last three games. He is uh, just a guy that just has a motor that won't quit. He's been so effective, as we've just outlined, and that's why I went with him. He's uh, been a difference maker. Well, then I have to go with the obvious one, who is Nick Westbrook-Akine. I mean, he had a career day, and he scored the two touchdowns that the Titans had, which he had never had a two-touchdown game before as a professional. He had the highest total yards of his entire career with 119. He had the longest reception of his career for 63 yards. I mean, the guy was a statistical monster yesterday, and that makes him the player of the game. However, I would like to cheat just no, a little you bit. No, can't cheat. I want to cheat a little bit. You can't cheat. Also, special teams played really, really well Okay, as a we'll unit. go ahead and do a special teams. <laughs> well, they played really, really well, and there were lots of um, field position moments that I think deserve to be recognized because special teams kind of balled out. All right, so you know I respect both of you. You know I, I think the world of both of you is people and, and professionals. How do you not pick Ryan Tannehill? It's Ryan Tannehill obvious. is who I wrote down. I Ryan said, but Ta- my answer. Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Ryan, you don't win the game without Ryan Tannehill. Yes. I mean, he played a good game. Oh, he good played job. a great game. Yeah, congrats. Oh, Ryan Tannehill coming back with the ankle, the drive at the end of the half, the run that he made, which was so crucial to getting them down there. The I way took he, an appetizer and left you with the entree. But you can't leave. But if no, you no. get to pick first. It doesn't say how. The, but listen, it, if you're starting to all the answers here. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving all these guys you're mentioning. I love special teams. I love Nick. I talked about Nick's. That you was did. my stat. Yeah. I, I get it. I, and I get it. I'm bragging on Demarcus Walker. But you don't win the game without Ryan Tannehill. You just you just true. don't. I, I mean, he, he came back in there. He won you the game. He shows you why he's so important. He's very important. And I think he is a incredibly important part of this team. He's also the quarterback and did what quarterbacks do. Oh, he had a on great, a bad ankle. He had a great quarterback game on a bad ankle. Yeah, I mean he's good. I'm not taking anything away from Ryan Tannehill. He's the man. I couldn't believe that one of you didn't just. It's too obvious. Well, I thought when I went to Marcus Walker, she would go Ryan Tannehill. That was my thought. No, but that's why you, you were so weary of me taking I think we're two. Bless your hearted, right here. Oh, we fully got bless yeah. your hearted. Who else I love is Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get the home field advantage with health care coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been protecting Tennessee for 75 years. Mike. Pretty good. A little fiery today. I'm a little fired up. I like it. Coming off a win. Hey, the Titans are 6-3. and three. Hey, I, I want to get a win Thursday night football. You doggone I right. wanna I want to have the whole weekend off at 7-3 and three and watch everybody else deal with it. Yes. <laughs> what I Mike like said right there. I like that So they that can talk bunch. about us all weekend. So, so all the national pundits can go, why aren't we talking about the Tennessee Titans? No, because talk- that's not what why? they'll say. What but they'll no, say no, no, is- they will because they will have seen the Kansas City Sunday night game and they will have seen the Thursday night game. That's if fair. the Titans win, then they'll spend the whole weekend that that'll be on all the pregame shows. Because the other thing, too, is you have a chance to produce something production-wise for television from the, yeah. from the t- you know. Yeah. I just don't want to hear... Oh, Green Bay's really falling apart. Ooh. No, I no, I think no. you'll hear all about. Well, how are we? So, and then they'll realize the Titans are great. They'll realize that again. That, whoa, the Titans were the number one seed last year. The Titans have been to the playoffs the last three years. What I think they'll realize at this point, in all seriousness, 
is the Titans are rounding into some form. And that's what I was talking about with the passing game earlier. This is a this is a league where you continue evolving if you're going to make it happen, regardless of record. You know, if you get in the postseason and you've continued evolving, you're scary. Yeah, and that's what you want to be. You don't want to play your best football in early to mid December or even late December. You want to play your best football in January. And Mike, this this Titans run defense is going to be tested. I mean, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones ran for 207 yards on on the Cowboys, and they're big. And Christian Watson has had a come-out game. I mean, he is just rolling with Aaron Rodgers now. Well, the the two backs are really special. It's going to be really cold, and it's Thursday night football, which is where if you have a power run game, you normally have a big advantage. Green Bay did not travel yesterday. They're not traveling on Thursday. Obviously, the Titans coming off a physical home game, but they do have to travel on Wednesday. So there are a lot of advantages toward Green Bay, much like there were a lot of advantages toward Denver yesterday. Yeah. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be flurries, too. But it, was, oh. but it was cold yesterday. It was cold yesterday. Which, it was actually a very good <laughs> warm-up to the, see what you the did cool there. down. See what you did it's there. 37 be... degrees at kickoff yesterday. One yeah. of the cooler games at yeah. Nissan Stadium. Especially because it was 74 three days early. Yep. Crazy. Get out your All right. Coats. That's going to do it. For Rhett Bryan and Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. Thank you for listening to the OTP. Or D. Welcome to the big show where the legends go.